0: hello and welcome to the surface tension podcast my name is alex my co-host over here is craig we are going to be exploring deep questions and looking for deep answers to spiritual questions and questions about life in general we're happy to have you here and here we go
1: welcome to our podcast alex have you ever had a lunch that you walked away from just enthused and inspired? Totally,
0: yeah. For different reasons, sometimes the food's great. Other times, the company really does the damage, but in a positive way.
1: Yes, I had I had lunch with the younger guy the other day, and he was um, so locked in and fired up, especially about one area. It just I, it, it kind of lifted my spirit, but it also kind of set a different trajectory for my heart and my mind and my soul. I started thinking thoughts I haven't thought in a while and the the topic that he was jacked about is purpose. Great. He was and is utterly convinced that God has made him for a purpose. What percentage of the people that we rub shoulders with every single day are convinced that they are made for a purpose?
0: What percentage? Yeah. It's probably not high enough. I don't know. There's— There's probably some people who say that, but don't actually believe it. There's probably people who say that, but don't live it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It seems like from the chaos in our culture that many people are just drifting, right? Um, I even watched a secular TV show recently and they were, at the very end of it, um, they're reading this poem about some people truly live but most people just exist and i'm like wow that just hit like a thud because to live you have to be in alignment with your purpose you can exist and just move through your days
0: i think i've dropped this quote before but it's one of my favorites it's a henry david thoreau american transcendentalist who said most men live uh lives of quiet desperation yeah what a bummer see the
1: truth <laughs> yeah And sadly, I can see a lot of the truth in that. So if you think about someone that you know, present company excluded, of course, that lacks purpose, what words would you use to describe them? How would you describe someone that seems to be living a life that lacks purpose?
0: Present company excluded? I can't mention myself and where (laughs) I'm lacking
1: a little purpose. (laughs) You certainly can if you want. Okay.
0: I'll beat myself up for being a little selfish, not taking on enough responsibility, those sorts of things.
1: So selfish is the word that comes to mind. Um, not taking responsibility, another concept that comes to mind. What else? How do you describe people? You, I mean Thoreau used desperation, right? <laughs> They've it, it. It may not look desperate on the outside, but there's a desperation in the soul going on
0: when I was younger I asked myself like what's my purpose what's my purpose but now I'm trying to get more in the habit of aligning my god purpose and that's a more helpful exercise and I don't know if I'm always doing a good job of that do you ever feel like you're falling short of your purpose, even if you know what it is?
1: Oh, absolutely. All the time. And this topic has been rattling in my brain and heart and soul, as I mentioned before, for a couple of days. And I've seen this this gap, this disparity between kind of my mental expressed purpose, I this is why I'm here, and maybe how moving through my days. And maybe I'm moving through my days in fifty uh, two percent alignment with my purpose or thirty five or I don't know you know it's different days over percent is
0: good. over fifty percent
1: is good. Well and you also have to consider what what I do because, as you had mentioned before, uh, sometimes um, you know it's I, let me stop. We have to draw a distinction between purpose and calling because this is one of the questions. That I had in my mind, because people talk about calling all the time. What am I called to do? And then purpose. And I think those two things get mixed up a little bit. The I'm difference mixed, between purpose and calling.
0: I'm mixed up by that as you are talking about it. So go ahead and clarify. <laughs> well,
1: I, As I've thought and as I've researched, purpose has to do with the why we're here. The big general, this is why we are here. And you mentioned earlier... Um, to to glorify God is one of the purposes that we have here. Is to bring Him honor, bring Him glory, make His heart happy, if you will. And calling has to do specifically with how that purpose gets worked out. So, the okay. Purpose, so
0: purpose is the why. The purpose
1: is the why, and the calling is the what. Okay. Because my purpose is to to glorify God. My calling, uh, if I'm the Apostle Paul, is to be a itinerant preacher. He moves around, he preaches. Um, Peter had the exact same purpose, but his calling was different. He was running a church from a central location, and so both of them on the same purpose with different callings, different manifestations of that calling, if you will. Do you think most people think more about their purpose or their calling? As they're moving through their days, do they thinking more about uh, why why am I here or what am I here to do?
0: Probably the opposite order. They're probably mm-hmm. thinking calling first, and then the calling ends up being empty. Yes, you're like, oh, I'm doing all this. I yes. thought it was what I wanted to do, but I've yes. built it on a foundation of me and not on God, and therefore the foundation is flimsy. We were talking about that at breakfast this morning. We're talking about doing maintenance. Uh, You're not really like spiritually uh, earthquake proof if you're always concerned about your roof
1: and not the foundation, right? Very true. Very true. And that calling, I loved what you just said about if I'm constantly thinking about what am I here to do? If we're not aligned with a purpose first, we are going to have that, duty or calling that's going to flow out of probably very selfish or self-oriented purposes and so the why behind that is for me it's not for him and that's going to change everything
0: you're dead on I, I think it's easy to I want to use a sailing analogy even though I'm no good at sailing but I think we have to constantly look for that God wind in making sure that we stay on the course. And sometimes God changes the wind and then all of a sudden our calling changes, but our purpose remains, right? Yes. So that's something tricky. Is the wind ever totally shifted on you, Morris, in terms of your calling? Or have you had a consistent calling for the majority of your days, you ever just get caught with a God headwind and you say like, whoa, I have to turn the ship in like a very different direction. Are you kidding me?
1: Yes. Yeah. It it doesn't happen very often, but definitely. I think that definitely happens. And I think that's something that we probably need to explore that there may be just a small handful of course corrections for calling. For us, but we spend so much time doing that. But purpose is something that we are living out every single day in the hundreds and thousands of little moments that we are making decisions and aligning our hearts with what we're saying yes to with regard to God. That's huge.
0: What do you think most people's purpose is if it's not God?
1: That's a very, very good question. What is, what are most people's purposes? If it's not God. Um, well, from personal experience, I would say uh, the pursuit of pleasure and the avoidance of pain. Yeah, <laughs> that would be it. I just, I want to experience as much pleasure as possible. I want to be happy, happy, happy. I'm kind of buzz phrase in our culture, and I want, to, and want to avoid pain. I want to avoid people that bring me pain, circumstances that bring me pain, um, relationships. So, yeah, I think that's probably the the purpose.
0: And those things get in the way of our true purpose.
1: They can't run together. They're on different different tracks entirely.
0: So how do you weed out the false purpose as it grows? Because it's not like... I think it is something that we're constantly having our God purpose threatened and obscured by the world and by relationships and people and money and worldly pursuits. How do you bring awareness into that? Is it simply through prayer and saying like god have i have i put something between us have i have i put something higher than you on my personal totem pole of priorities have i replaced your foundation with balsa wood yeah
1: i'll tell you what comes to mind for me i was called last week by a pastor who was struggling with a message, and I love just kind of being in a resource for people. And he's like, I'm struggling with this message. And I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. And he he said, this message this upcoming weekend is on, on lordship. And that's a fancy word for us making sure that God has his proper place in our life, right? That we're saying yes to him. And he was quoting scripture of uh, Jesus saying, you, know, you call me Lord, Lord, and you do not do what i tell you to do how how can that be and he was looking at the sermon on the mount saying i don't i don't live this way this isn't the way that i move i need i need to do something different in order for him to be lord i need to put more effort in i need to and he was just talking for a while and as i was listening a question came to my mind and i think it has bearing on our conversation here what if what if lordship, what if alignment with our purpose has to start with saying yes to what God, who, who God says we are before we say yes to what God tells us to do? Do we have to say yes first to who God says we are before we say yes to what God tells us to do?
0: It seems semi-rhetorical. I would say yes. I feel like that's a slam dunk.
1: And yet we spend our days fretting about, God, what what do I do? What do I do? do do? do? What do I do? How can I do it better? Why did I do this? Why am I not doing this? The whole battle that Paul has in Romans, you know, what I want to do, I don't do. And what I don't want to do, I do. What a wretched man I am. Mm -hmm. And... This pastor got so excited. He's like, that's it. That's it. You just flipped this whole thing on its head because you made it a relationship and you brought it to grace. And I need to get off the phone and start working on my sermon. It was so fun just to have a little slice of, of alignment saying we, when it comes to purpose, our first step in purpose might be just saying yes to who he says we are. Is that a hard yes to say? What's your experience been?
0: Okay, let me rephrase that. Why is that a hard
1: yes to say? Most people are going through life with a twofold conclusion about themselves they're broken and they cannot be fixed. Their foundational understanding of themselves is they're broken and they cannot be fixed. And you have a God come alongside and says, no, you're beautiful and worthy of love, and I'm the one who can make you whole. That doesn't fit with the myriad of messages they've gotten from culture, from their parents, from themselves. They've said yes so many times to, I am broken and I cannot be fixed that hearing a different message needs something big. There there needs to be a big capture point for them to actually hear and receive that message.
0: Yeah, receive's the real operating word in this. Because I could listen to you say that. Like, do you accept what God thinks about you? And I could say, why, yes, Craig, of course but it's another thing to experience that and then let that experience dictate how you move throughout life. That's a transformational. Yes. I don't know. It makes me feel like I'm stuck on maybe sometimes. Mm-hmm. We're all, you know what, to use your language, sometimes the enemy throws those whispers to me where it's, you're a maybe. You're a maybe. I've been in yes territory, but the enemy likes to get us in maybe.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a short step to broken and unfixable.
0: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that this yes is kind of a team sport too. Because you'll remind me when I'm not hearing directly from God, you're in touch with him and you say, well, I've been hearing yeses about you from him. And that's so encouraging because I get isolated and tired. and It's great to have other believers to lift us up and encourage us to move back towards that yes or just be reminded of the yes it's not as though we've really strayed from that but that yes can be obscured by circumstance in the world and say oh i don't know maybe let's give you a let's give you a maybe on your god purpose what a dirty trick morris <laughs> what a dirty trick that is yes
1: yeah. and i love what you're sharing and what you're describing is predominantly a journey of the mind. And I think what we need is to embrace a journey of the heart and of the soul.
0: Well, it's frustrating when I get back into this mind space because I'm comfortable in it. Mm-hmm. But I noticed it it's this familiar. Well, I noticed it this morning. I'm like, gosh, I'm back in some kind of weird thought zip code that I thought I had graduated from. I've been on this powerful spiritual trajectory, and then all of a sudden, I feel like my tires were popped, and I'm trying to examine like what went wrong, Yeah,
1: and it's not helpful, yeah. not in the slightest. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, by the way. That's powerful, and I think there's a lot of people that can relate to that. And I don't know if there's a lot of people that have the courage to be able to To be able to share that, nor the awareness to be able to identify that. I am in this place again, and maybe this place is a little different than it was before. But I find myself, and that's why I love the analogy of the hike. And we've talked about this before in a past episode. Yes. You go on a hike, and you wander off the trail. And when you get back on the trail, where are you? Are you at the trailhead? You're just right back where you left off. And Satan wants to convince you. Hey, you get off the trail, you got to, this is Monopoly. You got to go back to start. You got to go back to the go.
0: Yeah. Do not collect $200. Do
1: not collect $200. It's for me, the part of the journey of the heart. Let's take this you're broken and you're not fixable. We, most of the time, we'll say, I just need to put more effort in. I need to do the right things. I need to have the right habits, right structures. Yes, those things are very important. But the heart has to say yes to something even more important than that before. The heart has to say yes to what Jesus has done for us. Because Jesus was broken. Not fixable so that we could become whole. That's not something we work ourselves to or out of or away from. It's when we gaze at Jesus and who he is and what he's done and realize, wow, he was whole. And then he became broken for me so that I could become whole when the truth of that starts getting a hold of our head and our heart and our soul, then our foundation changes. Then we can start saying yes to a purpose of who we are and what we are made to do.
0: I don't like the idea that I can move away from that. Cause it's like the most beautiful gift that any of us have ever been given. Right. It's like kind of unsettling that I could be focused on other things. The trivialities of whatever my life. That was a bad cheeseburger. What? <laughs> You know, oh, that conversation didn't go so well. Things aren't working out as the way that I want them in this area. Yeah. Yeah. But it happens, but it happens. So, I don't know, it just goes back to something you've been reminding me of constantly is to stay relentlessly engaged in the gospel.
1: Yes, and forgive me for... Going a little Marvel Avengers here for a minute, but there's one scene that I laugh about and get tickled about just every time I think about it. One guy picks up another guy, and he's got he's driving this van that he picked him up in, you know. And he's driving down the road, and he's like, "Hey, how are you?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, well, well, my my mom died," and he's like, "Oh man, I'm sorry to hear about that." And he's just like, "Yeah," and my. My sister ran away from home. He's like, oh, wow, I'm sorry to hear hear about that. And he's like, yeah, and my dad got deported. And he's like, oh, man, I'm sorry to hear about that. And then he gets a big smile on his face, and he's like, but I got the van. <laughs> and I don't know why that tickled me so much in the movie. But he was keeping the big things as The big thing like I got the van, and now he may have the order reversed and what was most important there. Right. But if we can remind each other of how important who Jesus is and what he has done for us is, then we will constantly be like, hey, but I I've, I've got the Jesus.
0: <laughs> so what's the secret sauce behind the fella's enthusiasm from that lunch that you had? If we can bring it back to that. Is he, do you think he's overthinking things? No. I don't think he is either. No. And that's not to say that he's not a deep thinker and a complex no. fella, because I know this guy too, he is. And I don't know, it's it's interesting when, um, I don't know, guys who are younger than we are can teach us, teach the old dogs new tricks. Thing. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. So it's, what's his secret sauce? We might have to ask him directly.
1: Yes, we may have to. I agree. And what I picked up from that lunch is he has had an encounter with Jesus and is experiencing Jesus on a regular basis. It's not Jesus is in a galaxy far, far away or has done something for me 2,000 years ago that is so far attached from today. Jesus is real to him today. And because Jesus is real to him today, Jesus' purpose for him is real today. And there's a contagious enthusiasm that is beautiful. And listen, it doesn't have to do with age. I was part of a ministry for a while of guys that were in their 60s, 70s, and 80s that had that same contagious excitement for Jesus and who he is and the purpose that he had for them and the calling that they were embracing. I love that. The world needs more people who, when you mention the name of Jesus, they smile and say, Oh, can you believe it? Isn't he amazing?
0: That is refreshing, isn't it? I I talked to this fella yesterday, the guy that you had lunch with. And he, uh, he and I, we were talking about our men's retreat and he asked me like, Hey, how are you doing? I'm like, you know, kind of back to neutral off the spiritual high of the mountain. He said, well, okay, well, what's next? We got to top up the tanks. Let's do, let's do some fasting. And I've never done like multi-day fasting. The most I've ever done is like 24, 36 hours, something like that. And he's like, let's fast from Friday to Sunday. And I'm like, all right, dude, great. So he's got, but then he says, you know, we're not doing this just to do it. Like, let's do it to have an encounter with God. Let's do this to have some Holy Spirit movement and keep up the momentum. And I'm just spellbound as we're having this conversation. I'm like, dude, yes, this is phenomenal. So to speak to your point, um, yeah, it's refreshing. And then to have things to look forward to is important, not just to restore us, but just You know, a lot of these people who are living lives of, mm, let's say, diet purpose or purpose light, purpose zero, they're not looking forward to a lot. They're just drifting and existing. And so I think we constantly need projects to pursue and things to look forward to as well as just being with God. We need activities to do together and strengthen our resolve. I think that's so important to have things on the books because if I look at our men's retreat, man cam experience, that's like an annual thing. And that's not enough. That's not enough to keep the enthusiasm. That enthusiasm was amazing that we had when we were all in a group of 30 guys, there was an electricity, there was a buzz. Jesus was moving with us and you know through us. It was incredible. But then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now now I'm back to like my life. And like, okay, did I bring the whole, did I bring everything from the mountain back with me? As much as I'd like to, I'm like kind of back in my my life again. So it's nice to see that Jesus energy, but then also to cultivate it. And say like, let's bring more Jesus into our lives and the lives of those people around us. Now that's purpose. That is purpose. That's purpose that translates into calling, right? Like you were saying, yes. if if our purpose is aligned, this fella is not asking me, "Hey, let's get some of the boys together and do a fast." If he doesn't know his big why, right? That what does not materialize if he doesn't know his big why. But because he knows his why and he's engaging in the what, he gets the who, he gets the how, and when is all the time or happening more frequently. Isn't that fun, Morris?
1: That is fun. And we're going to wrap it up there because I could not have said it any better. That was beautiful. That was fantastic. I'm not even going to try to. If you want to, I challenge every single one listening to that. Go back, hit the back button and listen to what Alex just said. Because there was some beauty coming and flowing from that that we need to be in alignment with. And I totally agree with you. We need to be looking for and creating these pockets of purpose and these little moments of calling. And so, thank you for joining our podcast today. Thank you for joining us and being realigned and reminded of what our purpose is and what our calling is. And God, we pray that your heart is happy with this and that we, like your son Jesus, might live for your glory, for your weightiness in our life and in the world around us. And thanks for listening to us. Once again, we want to thank the people of Go Ministry International who support our podcast who encourage this, who promote it. And they're trying to do that with all God things. And we are so thankful for them and their support of this. And Alex will always say, hey, if you got something from this, share it with a friend. Now, if this is on purpose, there are so many people wandering around, existing, living quiet lives of desperation. Share a podcast with them. If God nudges you, pass it along, let God do the rest. So thanks for joining us today. Have a great day.